Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 13, the series finale, titled Return Zero. My God. Oh my God. This finale. This is such a perfect ending to this show. It really, really is. It's absolutely freaking incredible. Like, see, here's the thing. This episode, like, it really does give you everything you want from Person of Interest right at the very end. Like, it gives you this non-stop, constant action... With some really, really fantastic sequences that start and never stop. The deepest and richest philosophical deep dive that we've ever gotten in the history of this show. And, like, this really densely plotted ending to the story. All in the same episode. All in the same hour of television. They're able to do all of that at once. And it's very few shows that are able to hit all three points of that triangle In one hour of television, let alone their last hour of television. It's very few shows that are able to end with that level of balance that perfectly. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's a really, really fantastic finale and the perfect end to this series. Uh, And it's really interesting because, of course, this is... The machine slowly dying because of the Ice-9 virus. This is the machine, like, slowly getting corrupted by the Ice-9 virus. And so, the machine's starting to decay and decay and decay and decay and decay throughout the course of this episode. And she says, like, right in the opening scre- in the opening scene, right in that flash-forward to the rooftop sequence, which they keep going back to this rooftop throughout the entire episode... She says right in the opening scene, hey, um, is this now? Because I'm starting to have some time slippage. (laughs) Like, I'm starting to sort of lose my marbles a bit. And so, the rest of this episode, it is told in a very non-linear fashion. And so, it kind of does come off as a sort of... The machine, like, we're witnessing the machine develop dementia, essentially. We're essentially witnessing the machine develop Alzheimer's and sort of go back in time, like, sort of ping throughout time. Like, sometimes we're on the rooftop, sometimes we're on that final payphone call to the machine's duplicate, 
Sometimes we're in the events leading up to the rooftop. Sometimes we're way in the past with Finch on the bench with Grace or with John at his father's funeral. Or that subplot with the cops uh, dealing with the body that just dropped, which, oh my god, every time they went back to that, it was great. Like, and so you kind of witness, like, it's non-linear in a way that not only works narratively, but in a way that actually fits into the world. Like, it's really clever and a really brilliant writing decision. Uh, But of course, this episode starts off and we're seeing all kinds of consequences from the Ice Nine virus, all kinds of madness kicking off from that, all kinds of systems are under attack, there's riots, there's looting, there's a bunch of cybersecurity breaches, all from Ice Nine attacking Samaritan and attacking the machine. And Samaritan is sort of, in a last-ditch effort, like, just sort of lashing out. Just sort of swinging wildly at all of its attackers. So it tries to, uh, it sends an anonymous tip to uh, the NYPD about Reese being the man in the suit and Fusco being a corrupt cop in the past and, like, maybe being involved in the disappearance of this federal agent, which he absolutely was. By the way, uh, apparently... Apparently he did absolutely kill that fed. Apparently that is what ended up happening. So there is that. Uh, But it sends an anonymous tip about like, hey, these guys who are not who they say they are. And so the NYPD is like, okay, uh, you're gone now. We're arresting you. And then the cops who arrest them get like a big fat paycheck, a big fat bonus to disappear them. And Reese and Fusco, like, almost get executed before the machine and Finch save them. Shaw, while she's visiting Root's grave, uh, gets a call from the machine in Root's voice. So Shaw now is hearing the machine in Root's voice, and as you might expect, has a little moment of awkwardness. I love, by the way, how the machine still calls Shaw sweetie in the way that Root did. (laughs) Like, man, the machine is uh, committing to the bit. Committing to the goddamn bit. I'm okay with it. (laughs) I am absolutely 100% okay with it. Uh, And then eventually, like, Samaritan attacks and she gets away. And they all regroup in the subway. Fusco shows up in the subway for the first time. And he and Shaw have to defend the machine. By the way, I adore this entire subway sequence. Like... The machine just saying, hey, so you're going to power up the subway car and we're going to blow up the tunnel and you're just going to ride off in this rogue subway car uh, that's containing uh, my hardware and you're just going to use that to run the hell away when Samaritan's agents attack. What I Just that whole action sequence, that whole sequence is... So brilliant in every possible way. I love 
That uh, that set piece, that confrontation with Blackwell is so well done. Uh, where Blackwell just somehow gets onto the car, shows up, Fusco and Shaw fight him. They're able to subdue him. Shaw pieces together from looking at his gun. Wait a minute. You're the one who killed Root. And now is like extra pissed at him. And then when Shaw's not looking, uh, Blackwell escapes, stabs Fusco, and runs away. So Fusco's just sort of bleeding out. It's just, oh, it's so good. It, 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 like, everything about that sequence is amazing. Meanwhile, like, Reese and Finch, they're enacting the machine's final plan. So Samaritan has made a copy of itself that it's stored in the Federal Reserve. So they have to take out this copy. And, like, just... Infect it with the Ice Nine virus. So they infiltrate the Federal Freaking Reserve. Finch being utterly terrifying in this moment of just utter, like, just badass. Doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah, who cares? I'm going to cause some chaos. Just goes in with this briefcase of nothing saying, hello, my name is Harold and this is a thermonuclear weapon. That's going to go off if I die. So, if you could evacuate the building and inform the FBI and ignore me at all, I'd very much appreciate it. And then they just get in like that, like terrifying the security card and causing all this panic because they think they got a thermonuclear weapon. By the way, I love how Reese immediately points out, Hey, uh, your... Your heart rate monitor looks a hell of a lot like a Fitbit. Yeah, the machine doesn't think I'm getting enough steps in. <laughs> I love the machine has resorted to nagging Finch over whether or not he's getting enough exercise. This is what the machine has on her mind. It's... <laughs> It's taking out Samaritan, saving the world from Samaritan, and whether or not Finch gets enough steps in. (laughs) Uh, She's like the concerned daughter going, Dad, you're getting old, you're getting up there in years, you gotta, you gotta get your exercise. (laughs) Oh my god, it's... It's delightful. Like, I love all the implications of that moment. Uh, but they go down to the vault. They uh, put in some knockout gas and take out Samaritan's agents. And they go down to the servers and they put the Ice-9 virus into this Samaritan duplicate. Samaritan then starts shooting off compressed versions of itself. Into optic cables. One of them gets away. So Samaritan's still there. Samaritan's still in the world. And it has now. Taken itself to a building in Midtown. With a dish. Capable of. Or with an antenna rather. rather, Capable of. Beaming it up to a satellite. 
outside of the reach of the Ice Nine virus. Capable of, like, just riding out the storm. And once the satellite passes over and it's shot up to that satellite, Samaritan's going to hack this one Navy ship and send a missile to the building. So no one else can get up there. So now we have to go all the way across town to this building, get the machine up there, get the machine up to that satellite. And whoever does it is gonna die because missile. At this point, Finch locks Reese in the vault of the Federal Freaking Reserve with the intention of sacrificing himself. With the intention of sacrificing himself to save everyone else and not letting anyone else kill themselves for the machine, for what he views as his cross to bear. This moment when Finch locks up Reese and says goodbye to him for what he thinks is the final time, more on that later, uh, it's so heartbreaking. The whole monologue about how, like, when I hired you, I knew you'd be a great employee, but I didn't think... Uh, you'd be such a good friend, and it's just like, oh, it's amazing. I also, by the way, freaking love this Times Square sequence where Samaritan hacks the billboard of Times Square, hacks the electronic billboards of Times Square, and just starts communicating with Finch through, like, just the Times Square screens. And Fitch is having a conversation, like, the entirety of Times Square is seeing Samaritan's side, and no one knows what the hell is happening, no one knows what's going on, but Finch is having, like, this hushed conversation, and Samaritan is what? Broadcasting it for all to hear! Like, it's just... It's a power move, man! It's a freaking power move, and I love that scene, and it's just absolutely electrifying. But eventually, we make our way to this rooftop, where we spend, like, all the flash-forwards throughout the episode. We keep going back to it throughout the episode. Finch and the machine have this conversation about what the machine's observed about humans. Uh, It remembers that it learned everyone dies alone. Uh, She remembers that she learned everyone dies alone. But there was something else, and she can't remember it. And you can't remember it for the entirety of the episode. Finch, by the way, is also, like, bleeding out on the rooftop because he got shot in the Federal Reserve, in the vault. And eventually, Finch realizes, wait a minute, none of the antennas on this building are capable of going up to a freaking satellite. Is this the right building? And the machine's like, yes, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Where you are supposed to be. Turns out the machine played Finch and freed Reese and sent him up there in his place to send the machine's copy up to that satellite. Reese says to Finch, like, yeah, me and the machine have had a long-standing arrangement to protect you. Have had a long-standing deal And we're honoring that now. 
And so Reese is making the ultimate sacrifice, not Finch. Reese is making the sacrifice to send the machine's duplicate up to the satellite in order to do battle with Samaritan. In order to finish the fight with Samaritan. And there's like this prolonged goodbye where like Finch doesn't want Reese to die. Like Finch doesn't want anyone else he cares about to die. Like he had to watch Elias die. He had to watch Root die. Like it's like Reese is just like a step. The guy who's been with him since the beginning, just like a step too far. But Reese is insistent like, nope, nope, nope. I'm sacrificing myself. I'm sacrificing myself. Reese has this great monologue about how like, you you gave me a job, like, thank you for that. Uh, he says, like, when he first went on to this job, saving one life at a time felt a bit anticlimactic, but now I realize that saving one life, if it's the right life, is, is worth it, blah, 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 blah. And the machine is guiding Reese on taking out the last of Samaritan's assets, the last of Samaritan's agents, uh, before, like, as the machine's duplicate is uploading. By the way, I love how through the entirety of this rooftop sequence, the machine is, like, showing up as Root. Like, we are seeing the machine manifest herself as Root. Like, Finch is seeing Root because, you know, he's bleeding out and it's just freaking like, weird as hell. Like, we see, like, Root touching Reese's shoulder as he's taking out all these Samaritan guys. So, like, the machine is just, like, physically with Reese and physically with Finch up until the very end. Like, it's it's really delightful. And the machine, in her final moments in this iteration, tells Finch what she learned of the... of what human life means. Uh, the final half of that and basically she's going back to what this police officer uh she watched once said and basically said yes everyone dies alone but if you mean something to someone if you help someone if somebody loves you then if just one person remembers you then maybe you don't die at all It's a beautiful sentiment. It's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. And for this to show up, like, as Reese is about to die, as the machine's getting corrupted and is about to die, like, it's a wonderful, wonderful moment. It's, like, a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I adore everything about it. It's so good. It's so, it's such a brilliant scene. And just Finch's final goodbye to his creation, his final goodbye to his machine. Uh Reese like just fighting till the very end uh as the missile is coming at him and the machine the duplicate goes up. The machine's final act to ring the payphone and record that voice message for her duplicate like it's it's magnificent. It, it, it's so, so good. And such a great swan song. Uh, the machine's duplicate goes up. Samaritan and the machine do battle on the satellite. And 
The machine wins! Fuck you, Samaritan. You're dead. <laughs> oh, God. This is cathartic. Two and a half seasons later, Samaritan is gone. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we kind of have, like, the dust settling. Um, this really amazing final confrontation with Blackwell. Shaw tracks down Blackwell. And, like, has this last little face-to-face with Shaw saying, like, you know, a few years ago I would have just killed you without remorse. But then I met some good people. Then I met some good people who put me on the right path. And Black Hole is like, they wouldn't want you to kill me. And then Shaw's like, yeah, but they're all dead. And then just kills him. Like, just getting revenge for Root. Like, just, ah, Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. By the way, I love how poetic it is that, like, Shaw started her story with wanting revenge against Root, and now she ends her story getting revenge for Root. Like I just, I love that. I, I love that. Just ironic poetry. It, it's, it's really well done, and I really love everything about that. By the way, uh, totally skipped over this, but the machine talks to Shaw at one point and says, like, "Hey." I need to tell you something that Root wanted to tell you. And so, in in hearing it in Root's voice, it's essentially Root saying this to Shaw from beyond the grave, that, like, she believed that Shaw's, uh, quote-unquote, lack of emotions, uh, that Shaw's difficulty feeling, her sociopathic tendencies, were what made her beautiful. If she was a shape, she'd be a straight line, an arrow. I, I love that monologue. It's so, so wonderful. Like, she spent she spent so much of her time in this series sort of dealing with the sociopathic tendencies that she has, sort of dealing with the lack of emotion she has. And now, like, the last thing she hears from Root is, like, hey, that's that's what made you you. That's what made you stand out. Like, that's what made you... Amazing, and that's what made the woman you, you fell in love with fall in love with you. Like, just ah, it's, it's perfect. I love this finale. Uh, but Shaw does that. She meets up with Fusco, who is going back to work. Apparently, things at the NYPD kind of smoothed over. Uh, and he's going back to work. He's all good. Everything's great. Like, that's all dealt with. Uh, actually. I should, I, I phrased it earlier in a way where, like, Fusco couldn't come back from. Basically, it boiled down to IA investigations that Fusco has dealt with a million times before. Reese could not come back. Detective Riley was finished. Detective Riley was finished once he came out as the man in the suit. But Fusco was just like, eh, federal agent, you disappeared at the same time he did, suspicious, 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 but I guess, like, IA sort of smoothed things over, I guess, like, that sort of, uh, was dealt with, but Fusco's going back to work is, uh, the real thing, Fusco gives Bear back to Shaw, apparently he was looking after Bear, uh, and Shaw and Bear ride off into the sunset, with one last call 
from the machine's duplicate who has come back down to Earth, has received instructions from the original machine, and uh, apparently Shaw is going to go back to work for the duplicate is what is... Very, 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 very much implied here. Also, in a last little bit of joyous beauty, Finch returns to Grace. Finch and Grace are reunited, and it's lovely to see. It's absolutely freaking lovely to see. Deserves it, man. He absolutely freaking deserves it. Just a roller coaster of emotions. A roller coaster of emotions this episode. It is both heartbreaking and beautiful and profound and brilliant and also devastating. Like, just at, like, all at the same time. Like, you feel every emotion watching this finale. It's so satisfying. Uh, oh, also, there's this really great moment where we're in a cemetery. We're in, like, a military cemetery. And we're going across the gravestones. And you see one that says the first name John, but it cuts off before we see the last name. Because remember, they said this very early on, Reese is not his real name. Reese is an alias. They just always called it Reese. They just always called him Reese. For whatever reason, Reese just preferred being called Reese. So we never knew his real name. And they just, this was just this last little hint. It was just this last little, like, sort of... Wink, wink to the audience that we see the gravestone with John, and we start to see his last name, but then no. We start to see his last name, but then F off. You, you don't get to see. You don't get to see the last name. <laughs> you don't You don't get to know that. Uh, but yeah. God, Person of Interest is such a good show. Person of Interest is such an amazing show. It has so much depth to it, so much nuance. It could have very easily been just like another... CSI or NCIS just with a sci-fi bent but it was always way more clever than that and always had way more depth than that and always was way more interesting than that it had better character work than that like this CBS did not deserve this show (laughs) they really really didn't uh and it's incredible and this final season was magnificent this entire show is so good it's so utterly good and this finale was so poetic and badass and amazing and gut-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time in this weird emotionally paradoxical way like it's just it's one of those like just finales that's so utterly satisfying that's so utterly perfect that you really can't think of any other better way to end the series like it's just impossible like if I were If I were to be asked to rewrite the finale, I would just be like, no. No, no, not at all. If, if freaking Jonathan Nolan himself came up to me and said, hey, hey, listen, uh, so I, I don't like what we did for the finale. I don't think the finale is very good. Uh, I, I trust you to give us a better finale. More so than me. Could you rewrite the finale? I'll give you all the monies. I'd just turn it down and be like, no. No. I No. I'm physically uncomfortable with that. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I can't do... Like, this is just a perfect finale. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love this show so much. 
I love this show so much. It's so good. And I'm so happy I finally... I've been trying to get person of interest on this damn podcast since damn near the beginning. Maybe actually the beginning. It might have actually been on the first poll. And we finally got to it on season 10. <laughs> like, I've been on and off trying to get this in there for years. And we finally got it in there. And I'm so happy we did. Because, God, this show's so good. Anyway. So, yeah. So, we're done with Person of Interest. Forever. It's dead. Now... I will be coming back on the feed tomorrow to unveil the Season 11 poll. It'll run for about a week and a half, and whatever uh, the next show ends up being, uh, we'll start it on August 24th. Whatever the next show ends up being, we'll start discussing it August 24th. That is the calendar for Post Person of Interest, so get ready for that. Uh, If you like this, Favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. You can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push my button on the anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll put up there once every month. Uh, I'm actually going to put one up there later today, uh, doing a new edition of the Rankening uh, Post-Person of Interest. I'm going to be doing a Person of Interest edition of the Rankening, uh, taking all the shows... Uh, my ranking of all the shows we've discussed on the Television Archive and giving an updated version of that with Person of Interest added in. So where does this rank on all the shows we've discussed on the Television Archive? You won't know unless you listen to that, unless you become a patron at patreon.com slash thomasclark and pledge just a dollar a month. And then you can see where it ranks on my great uh, Television Archive scale. Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know? You want to know. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark so you can know. Uh, or, if that doesn't work for you, you don't support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, like I said, to unveil the poll for the next season of the Television Archive, which premieres August 24th officially. Talk to you then.